The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this program do not necessarily stand to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 14th of January, 2023. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Got a good show lined up for you as I normally do. Yes, indeed. The first hour, you're going to hear from Mark Thielman, a gentleman that I've had on in the past. Uh, He's the uh, head of an organization called Battleground Oregon. And uh, just as last week when I was speaking with Wayne Hoffman, about uh, Idaho Freedom Foundation. Well, Battleground Oregon is a similar organization. In the second hour, going to do something here on Outlaw Radio that I have not done for a couple of years. Yes, it's an Outlaw Radio debate. And uh, no, it's not against somebody I dislike. It's against uh, my brother in the Bearded Patriots, Philip D. Blackman. Yes, is a uh, we uh, discuss and uh, basically agree and disagree on uh, a situation that I have spoken on before. Yes, indeed. The third hour got the icon, Stephen James. To start everything out, here is Eli Howard and the greater good with See Me Now. And I'll be back with the interview with Mark Thielman right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. If I'm better off without you 
just who it is to blame People say I got my daddy's eyes Probably why I couldn't see That there's something about him that he didn't like in me I still think about you But I'm better off without you America was founded through the blood of hard-fighting, hard-drinking men. Men who believed in freedom and whiskey. Who laid down their lives and their fortunes forging the bedrock of this republic and in doing so created a new species of man, the American. Lead Slinger's Whiskey was founded by seven combat veterans who were tired of people afraid to support the Second Amendment. Together, they brought their love of American bourbon whiskey to freedom-loving, like-minded Americans. For more information and to read the story of Lead Slinger's Whiskeys and Rum, visit LeadSlingersWhiskey.com today. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. If a girl pulls a knife on you during a fight, just pull out some bread and mayo. Her womanly instincts will kick in and she'll make you a sandwich. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Americans are builders, improving on the old and creating something better. But every brick we lay has a foundation, and that foundation is the freedom to speak out, to be able to dare and to criticize and to think. Freedom of speech is the solid ground on which our nation lays, and without it, the structure of America cannot stand. Never forget the First Amendment. Never forget the ground on which we stand. This message brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools 
models, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25 year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Eli Howard in the greater good with See Me Now. And now it's time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest Mark Thielman out of Oregon. Here we go. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I am welcoming back Mark Thielman. How are you doing, brother? It is. I'm doing well, and it's good to be back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, before I forget, uh, before we get into uh, the discussion here, I want to remind the listeners to to check out uh, our affiliates, of course. Uh, there's uh, John B. Wells' Caravan to Midnight. Uh, you can go uh, shop the store there uh, for especially uh, the Nucleo Boost, I recommend. It's a, it's a new product. Uh, check that out. Um, there also, though, probably the mo- more important one would be My Patriot Supply. Get yourself some food with a shelf life of up to 25 years. Prepare yourself for the next unplanned emergency or when uh, Klaus Schwab tells you that you're going to eat bugs, uh, you'll have something to fall back on. Um, there's uh, Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Use promo code OUTLAW when making your purchase. You can get up to 80% off. Our newest affiliate, My Patriot Cigars. Yes, you, if you like uh, good cigars, American-made and so, uh Supports our military Patriot-owned business. Uh, yes, that's uh, Patriot Company Cigars. 
Um, all links in the description. Just uh, check. Uh, just yeah, if especially if you're watching the video, check the links in the description for all of our affiliates. So, without any uh, further delay on that, uh, Mark, I, I brought you on here because uh, last week I spoke with uh, Wayne Hoffman of uh, Idaho Idaho Freedom Foundation. Um, last time you were on, you mentioned uh, you're a part of Battleground Oregon, very very similar organization. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. you're, you're, are you the founder, if I'm not mistaken? I'm the founder, yes. Yeah, myself and a few colleagues, of course. You know, I'm the figurehead or the face of it because uh, I do all the legwork. Yes, yes. I mean, so you know, we have we have groups like I said, like Idaho Freedom Foundation. Then there's a uh, um, defending Utah, which which was another one I spoke to uh, that their CEO basically and uh having you on of course Idaho and Utah right now if uh you look at them on the map very very conservative states Oregon a very blue state however with just as much if not more conservative roots than Idaho or Utah if you if you really think yeah. about it it just yeah. uh, I don't know sometime in the in the 80s I think uh Ronald Reagan was the last presidential elect to uh to to win the state of oregon uh since since then uh, it's been all democrats since 1988 and um mm -hmm. i think uh mark anderson actually said that it was when uh basically the whole start of the uh spotted owl controversy uh, that uh, impacted the timber industry which uh, mm -hmm. come to come to find out, the the spotted owl was nothing more than a hoax or a psyop or some kind of cover up, you know. And now here here we are being. I mean, uh, when you think about our natural resources, I mean, wood is the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, uh, gold uh, can disappear over time. Oil, you know, is isn't always going to be there, especially if you're drilling in the same spot. Trees always grow back. Yet now we're yes. uh, we're getting our wood shipped in from China when we still have plenty. And I mean, drive through Oregon, drive through Washington. All you're going to see is trees. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yep. We have lots of trees here, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm I uh I have a small tree farm right here on my five acres, and uh, so I'm I'm even in the business of growing trees. It's amazing; they just you don't even have to care for them; they just grow on their own. Yes, and Oregon is is just like uh you know a lot of these other blue states, especially like uh, Minnesota, that's uh, been blue for so long. I mean, they have a Republican nominee hasn't won since I think 1972. I mean, Walter Mondale was, was the only one lucky, was, yeah, he was uh, lucky enough in 1984 to get Minnesota in that huge landslide that uh, Ronald Reagan won back then. Oregon, on the other hand, uh, when do you think, uh, it, uh, in your opinion, do you think it started crawling into this? proverbial liberal abyss that uh it just seems to uh, well, yeah 
Well, really, it really uh, fomented in the 80s and 90s when um, Californians were selling their their houses with the surge in uh, property prices and moving to Oregon where they could land was still relatively cheap. And so what we had was we had a demographic an emigration, if you will, of people out of California, and they brought their culture and their idiocy and their lack of common sense with them uh, to many in many many ways and to many degrees and what what they also encountered was a conservative in Oregon that really believed in some fundamentals that that folks from coming up from the south did not like the concept that we're all in this together or the belief that everybody is inherently you know has some good in them and that um our public officials are elected and uh, it's important that they they always think about how government can serve the people in mind. And unfortunately, it made us very vulnerable in Oregon to the um, um, tactics of of bait and switch and deception uh, that have become the hallmark of the uh, current uh, party of the left. Yes, yes. No, I I remember. You know, I when I was there, I was I lived there uh, for three years. I lived about a year in Coos Bay and two years in Portland. And I'll, I'll tell you, Portland was a rough city then when I lived there. And uh, it, was yes, from it was 1984 to 1987. I lived there. It, it was it, it was a place you didn't you didn't walk around alone at night. But now, no, uh, oh boy. No. Now it's the zombie apocalypse. It literally is like uh, entering into the, uh, you know, the the bowels of the belly of the beast. So, so there's two Portlands. There's the one in the daytime, and then there's the Portland that comes out at night. And um, the the destruction, the the you know, burn barrels on the side of the street, the the uh, refuse, the human feces, the needles, the uh, sprawling homeless camps that move around from time to time it has definitely reshaped um uh the whole economy and culture of the city and shockingly the people of portland keep voting for more of it 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 baffles me to no end you know mark i decided to go to uh google maps uh maybe about a few months ago to uh and you know how, how you can type in on Google Maps and, and you can see, uh, you type in an address and you can see the, the, a picture of the house. And then, of course, yeah. uh, you, click, you click on the road and basically it's like uh, it's, it's a never-ending picture of where, of where you're going. So I decided to click on, on uh, my old neighborhood. And uh, when I lived there, the homeless situation um, – Everybody was stuck pretty much on the southwest side of town or uh, near uh, uh, just on the across the uh, Burnside Bridge on the northeast part or yeah, northeast part of town. There, there's I remember there's this homeless shelter called Baloney Joe's, which I think still exists at this day. It, you know, but that's where, does. yeah, that's where all the homeless were at that time. When I checked my yeah. old neighborhood, I saw pictures of. <laughs> I saw pictures pictures of tents erected on the side of the road. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow! It's and I lived I lived off of Powell Boulevard on the on the southeast side of town, which was uh, relatively at at that time about as safe as as the suburbs, basically. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, uh, wow, yeah. I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking it's only a matter of time before now they're going to pitch up tents in the suburbs. Well, yeah, and it is moving out that way. You know, the uh, the difficult piece is is that they've convinced themselves that um, there's, you know, that that it's inhumane to address homelessness or to give people choices or options or to explain to folks um, that it's not okay to land on either in a public right of way or other people's property and squat. Um, you know that 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 is a a. Uh, just to me, it's just basic common sense. You know, you got two thirds of the states in this country obviously already understand that, which is why homelessness tends to um, show up in Oregon because we completely enable it. And the thing is, it's completely funded by the taxpayer. That's what people don't realize. So if you want to live on the street and as a homeless person, one, you come to Portland because the hard drugs are legal. So fentanyl, small amounts of cocaine, heroin, um, they're they're in ready supply thanks to the fact that we do not address the cartels that have taken over whole swaths in southern Oregon and have become um, uh, distribution centers for uh, these these very harsh drugs. And uh, and then we we absolutely shame anyone in the media who tries to point out that prior to making these drugs legal, we were losing about 100, 110 people through overdose every year through opiate overdose, fentanyl, heroin, um, et cetera. And now within one year of legalization, we lost over a thousand. This last year, year two, uh, over 11, uh, 1100. So thousands of people are dying and all of it's being funded by you and I. So they get EBT cards, they get to, they take the EBT card, they go to the store. They buy uh, meat, lobster, things that you and I can't normally afford in abundance. Then they go down to the taco truck or to the, the curbside vendor. And the curbside vendor pays them cash for the meat and exchange gives, you know, money. So now they have cash by uh, buying meat with their EBT card that's, you know, mostly unregulated. And uh, they go and buy drugs with that, see? And and it is a racket. And that is just one of many examples of how homeless people make ends meet in Portland and how they can afford the 60 or 16, 16 to 60 fentanyl pills they take on average per day. And, and I'm not here to disparage people who really are down on their luck, but they are a microcosm of the total population of homeless in Oregon. It, we have become the... Um, um, shall we say, the future of what our country will be if we don't take it back from these crazies on the left. See, and that, uh, that's the thing, too. You know, homelessness was discouraged when I was a kid. I mean, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate, you know. We do, we do have some situations that, uh, or I should say, did have some situations that needed to be addressed, such as a lot of people being denied unemployment when it is, mm -hmm. you know, if you were fired from your job because you were lazy or insubordinate, yeah, you then uh, you need to go look for a job without receiving unemployment because that was your fault. However, if the company goes under and you get laid mm -hmm. off, there were still people being denied unemployment and then becoming homeless because they couldn't pay their rent or bills. So uh, hopefully your screen didn't freeze there. Uh which I think it, it did. 
Let me just. All right, we are back. Uh, having a little bit of technical difficulties, and uh, I I haven't lived in Oregon for so long. I kind of tend to forgot how how much it rains there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's pouring right now. It's a beautiful thing. So. Yes. Yes. No, but uh, yeah, I, I was saying, you know, I thought, uh, you know, back from the 80s, I thought the unemployment situation and the unemployment office needed a bit of improvement since people who I, I, I knew, like my uncle, for example, just getting laid off from his job and yet he was he was denied unemployment. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to get a, unemployment for a per, uh, period of time for purposes like that. But uh, now it's like uh, it's like it's it's OK to be homeless because they they start. I mean, you may say Oregon is the Petri dish for what's to come for the rest of the of the nation. But at the same time, though, California is one of the biggest influencers of, of the rest of the nation as well. And uh, in California, it's like they encourage homelessness. I mean, and I guess, you know, they now it's being passed on to Oregon and other states. And, uh, well, in, uh, a lot of people tend to forget that in California um, or the rest of the, the rest of the country isn't as warm as California. So huh, I don't know. Why. And even in the winter, I mean, the warmest parts of California are not that warm. So I, I don't know why they still uh, try to encourage this ridiculousness. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I told you when I, when I, uh, Googled my old neighborhood and saw the tents erected alongside the street. I'm glad I saw it on the internet, not driving down the street. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the only, well, it, uh, I was, was going to say the only improvements I saw was like an in and out burger on the, on not too far from the corner. <laughs> I used to live on. The suburbs are still booming in the Portland area. It's uh, it's the downtown area that's dying at a slow death. Matter of fact, most of the major hotels are uh, either approaching or in receivership because of a loss of uh, tourism, conferences, a whole host of things that used to fund the economy in downtown Portland. It's all gone. And, you know, roughly 30,000 jobs have gone with them, uh, you know, over the course of the last couple of years. And and again, it's it's unbelievable the the complete callousness of people like you know Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, um, and all they do is just quadruple down on things that don't make sense. And and if you dare question them, then you're a bigot, a racist, a homophobe, or you hate homeless people, or you know. And that's one of the things that keeps them in power. And that's, I think, what's important for people to understand. You know, how do these people keep voting for things they hate? Well, they really do hate it. That is a fact. They really do hate the situation downtown in Portland. A lot of resentment from a lot of left-leaning progressive people. But somebody has convinced them that voting for the other side, Republicans, or, or exercising their individuality, um, is somehow a, a knock on their virtue. In other words, it just cannot be an option. Oh, yes, this is terrible. It's not working. But, well, I, I don't have any other choice. I either don't vote at all or I got to vote for for this side. I guess something's better than nothing. And that's, that's uh, oversimplification, but very much the culture in the Portland area. I mean, they, they elected a communist to their city council two years ago. 
And then she recently lost her reelection bid to to a hard left Democrat socialist. So I guess maybe things are swinging back a little bit. <laughs> but I don't but, see that being much of an improvement. <laughs> no, me either. But but maybe uh, we can help them. So one of the things I'm doing, like in Battleground, Oregon, when was we picked up election integrity, and we're, we argued that differently. We didn't go out and say election fraud everywhere. What we said is we have a culture and a mail-in system that cannot be made secure. And in, in when we then define security by saying that which commands the confidence of, you know, the vast majority of voters, you know, uh, almost 70% of, of surveyed, this is the Secretary of State Oregon's, uh, she surveyed the electorate before this general election, and she was shocked to find out over 70% of registered voters surveyed, Republicans, Democrats, non-affiliated, independents, all agreed that there is, um, uh, uh, that we have an election fraud and an election security problem in, in Oregon. So you would think the uh, Secretary of State would come out and say, man, we've got to address this issue. She doesn't do that. She then says, we're going to make commercials that talk about how secure our elections are, little cartoons and things. Um, and, and this is what I say. Uh, this is why this stuff pervades, because she will not address the things that caused all, you know, seven out of 10 Oregon registered surveyed voters to say, we don't have confidence. We we think there is some, you know, um, nefarious stuff going on, some fraud. So you can you can imagine how this works. So she called her public service announcement campaign, Billy. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Saving democracy. Okay, well, first off. Saving. <laughs> Sorry, cracking myself up. Saving democracy. Well, first off, we're not a, uh, a people need to understand what that word democracy really means. First off, the United States is not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. Uh, so let's get that out of the way. Democracy is like a, a uh, big agreement. That's what that that is. So that's that's why they call it a democracy when you vote, because the the one the, the party that won, won because of a big agreement. That's a democracy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, well said. I think you know you, you hit the nail on the head. But you see, this is this is how they uh, get people to believe in this stuff. And the, the reason why they don't like a constitutional republic is a constitutional republic relies on individual rights. It is built on your rights, my rights. And then collectively, we all, as members of a common community, have civil rights. And uh, this is the anathema of communism. It's the anathema of central planning. It's it it it's the thing that causes uh, uh, Klaus Schwab to lose what's left of any hair he might have on his body, right? And uh, and so the the piece of it is is you are not allowed in this state to say, to correct someone, if they say democracy, you are shunned if you say, well, actually, oh. technically, we're a constitutional republic, a representative government, in which, you know, well, uh, made up of individual people with individual rights. Bad idea, Billy. Well, let's clear the air. I'm not going to go without saying that uh, 
democracy isn't important because it, it very much is so. Demo democracy is yeah. extremely important. It's just that uh, we as a nation, we're not a democracy. You know, and, no. and the other thing, you know, organizations such as Battleground Oregon, uh, Idaho Freedom Foundation, Defending Utah, and others like it, you know, uh, we've got to we got to target the things that uh, uh, you know are our, our youth. I mean, part of the reason yeah. why part of the reason why there is a big except, exception of communism is because of teachings like critical race theory. Okay, so it's yep. drilled into their head that their ancestors were so bad. Bad, bad yes. people. So we deserve to be hungry. We deserve to be poor. We deserve to live in a third world community. We deserve it. Mm -hmm. So that's you know that's what what critical race theory is all about is to teach self hatred so we can you know usher in suicides or the you know get get democracy or excuse get get uh, communism flowing you know yeah well and, and and all those things are divide and conquer if you will so you create anxiety you create issues you reward attention seeking behavior in young people and and you teach them to be activists not individual thinkers and uh but the the thing is it's the tide is turning though because you know in the last election um the the ratio of two democrat under 25 voters versus uh one republican shifted and it shifted in the direction of more young people beginning to vote republican at that early age and that's that is a huge harbinger and that's something i saw as a school superintendent um, this younger generation coming through, you know, they've been steeped and told they're bigots and racists uh, by their older siblings and by their parents. And and um, and the kids aren't buying it. I'm sorry, but the vast majority of kids are like, no. And um, and what's what's beautiful is, is it's actually creating more conservatives. And that's why our system of a constitutional republic is so important. It's why the First Amendment has to be preserved, because. America will self-correct. That was why the founders set up checks and balances. And um, that's why we always talk about the pendulum swinging. You don't see that in other nations like China. So the 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 whole piece of it is it's important to teach that, is that uh, you have individual rights that cannot be removed or uh, uh, taken away from you by the government, at least not without due compensation and et cetera. And so we're not teaching those things in the way that we used to, uh, but this young generation is starting to demand that. Um, you know, I had a, a group of fifth graders year before last wanting me to extend Constitution Week. And uh, I mean, that was something that was student driven because it was so important to them. So so we do need to have some faith and some confidence. Um, and we and we have to have some trust that our founders set up a system of checks and balances. The only thing that can prevent a self-correction is if you obfuscate all power into the hands of a few. And that is what they've done in California. It's what they're continuing to try to do here in Oregon and Washington, et cetera. And so we have to fight back. That's what Battleground's all about. Yes, yes, indeed.
And one other message that I think I should emphasize too, that I'll, I'll emphasize it a thousand times over if I have to, but racism and prejudice and phobias are not in your DNA. They are things you are taught and they can be, yep. un- they can be untaught. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as as far as transgender rights, I mean, transgender should be treated as human beings, just like anybody else. But they don't deserve special rights because they're transgender. They don't. Uh, if you identify as a woman and you have a penis, you don't belong in the women's bathroom. There's there's no, no. Well. You're, you know, a lot of that makes sense. So, you know, the thing is, uh, remember when I was a school superintendent, we had a disproportionately high number of kids that were considered in the LGBTQ category. Oh, you mean the we alphabet- were a charter school? That, that's the alphabet. Yeah, the alphabet. It, I, I just, I've lost track. It's SIAQ plus T. I don't know what they've got, but but yeah. uh, I got called by the. I actually got called to the carpet by the state of Oregon. They called me because uh, I was superintendent, and they said. Well, you know, we we think you're not um, uh, supporting LGBTQ kids, and I said, well, I don't know. You had somebody complain or something? They said no. I go, well, then why are you asking me all this? What's going on? Um, you know, I said last I checked, we have a a fair fairly high population of LGBTQ kids because you know they came from other schools and other systems, and they they landed here, and they go. He goes, well, that's actually what I want to. That's actually what I'm calling about, Mark. You know, you've had a, a large increase over the last 18 months in your LGBTQ population. I said, well, yeah, we're a charter school. He said, well, how do you explain that? I said, well, let's see. We had a, a, a transgender student show up. They came to school here and then nobody cared. They didn't get any attention outside of just being another Wolverine. They felt accepted. And uh, then they told all their friends. And within six months, I had, you know, a dozen LGBTQ in some category or another. And and eventually that transition person transitioned back to their original sex all on their own, unpressured by anybody. And when they did that, everybody was like, okay. You know, this is what I want you to understand is that the government doesn't believe that that's how all people should be treated, like human beings. But notice, it wasn't the school teaching it. We're not teaching you how to change your gender. What we did is we just accept anyone who comes through the door where they're at, and then we don't judge them, and we try to get to know them and support them. This is radical talk, Billy, but that is the fundamental hallmark of what the conservative cause and, and the patriot cause is built on right now, today. I've never known a patriot who wanted to um, um, uh, cause harm to a transgender person. They just don't want it taught to their non-transgender kids. To me, that's pretty reasonable. You know, and and it really baffles me too. You know, it's like uh, you you have you have a group of uh, African Americans and how they freely use the N word, which I I wish they would stop. I I find that offensive and. and and very ignorant, even when they use it amongst each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then I also recently talked to a uh, gay conservative young man uh, who, who I'm going to leave nameless for now. And uh, sure. yeah, 
he, I mean, he used to be a Democrat and then he, he saw, you know, he used to be down with the alphabet soup group and all that, but he saw the destruction they were causing. And, and, and he said, something needs to change. This isn't doing us any good. This isn't doing anybody else any good. Something needs to change, you know, and because he switched sides, I think the head of the uh, alphabet soup group in his in his area called him, and I quote, a condescending faggot. And that, oh that's my. coming within his within that, you know, the this party of tolerance. Yeah. They, and they're not supposed to use words like retard and 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 gay slurs mm-hmm. like that, but Oh, but I guess that's okay. I don't get it. Well, you know, it's a it is a fascinating uh, phenomenon. You know, it's okay for African Americans to use the N word, um, but last I checked, if that rule is applied evenly, then it wouldn't be okay for African American people to call me a cracker or Casper, all of names I've been called. Um, so uh, we had this little debate. When I was school superintendent, obviously with kids, we always encouraged them to have conversation. And sure enough, I had a, two young men. One was black, one was white. And they'd been friends for years. And the white one called the black one the N-word. And the, 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 the black one called the white one Cracker and Casper. And, of course, the teacher overheard it. Sends them both to the office. True story. So how do I handle this as a superintendent? I thought, hmm. So I told the young men, kind of similar to the conversation we're having now. I said, okay, guys, here's. Here's the the issue is that um, it's a good thing you're in school because this is where we learn. So, but if you're in regular society, people might judge you harshly. So here's the rules. But for school, we're going to apply it this way. And I said to the young man who is African-American, I said, you're not white, so you don't get to call him Casper. (laughs) And you're not black, so you don't get to call him the N-word. I go, are we good? And, and of course, those kids were like, yeah. And I said, great. Now let's call your, your moms. <laughs> so sure enough, of course, the parents, the parents just cracked up when I, you know, when I, the kids were explaining, Mr. Thielman says that, so we're not gonna, and, you know, and the, the beauty of it is, is we have to get back to that kind of relationship a little bit. And at the same time, continue to educate kids and, and to give them the tools they need in, in terms of social norms that might get them in trouble out in the real world. And I think that's really a critical piece because, you know, we are all human beings. That is the fundamental thing that we all must agree on, and uh, which means we all operate in a similar way. We all have needs and wants. We all want um, a group of people that we feel like we belong to. We all like causes. And we all want to have some purpose in life. And uh, and that's the beauty of it, is if we can remind ourselves of that, um, we can get back to having real comedy again and making great movies again. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so basically, I mean, uh, when you know, last time we talked about Battleground, Oregon, we talked about voter integrity in the lawsuits uh, mm-hmm. that you have filed, things like that. But I knew there was more to it. I knew it was more similar to to like uh, Idaho Freedom Foundation and, and uh, yep. defending Utah. And, and uh, I I want I think uh, more people they need they need to look to their states and and look to these groups like like those that, that uh, are mentioned. Mm-hmm. Support them. Join them. You know if yeah. I mean, if uh, you if you want your um, the integrity 
brought back to your community. If you want the conservatism back, you got to do more than vote. You know, you got to stand mm-hmm. up and and make a statement of your own. You you got to you got to find people who think like-minded as you do and and join together because mm-hmm. um I mean sure that I I understand the fun of being a lone wolf. I really do, but uh yeah. I'm so yeah when it when it comes to making big changes like this and uh implementing what uh or restoring what you once had, you got to run with the pack. Yeah. Yeah, and it you know it really does help. So, you know, um on the integrity side, just just give you an update on the lawsuit. So, the uh the state all 12 counties joined with the Secretary of State and they all uh filed a motion to dismiss, which um, you know, I've done a lot of shows, but uh, the general plan for me was to uh, write up a good lawsuit that highlighted the issue with Brown versus Board of Education and the issue of culture and that we have a flawed system that is not building confidence. And of course, that drove these folks absolutely insane because there's no specifics. There's no specific complaint. So they wrote up and it was, uh, oh, God, 36 pages of why the case should be dismissed, your honor. Um, I gave them an extension to January 6th. Uh, I thought that was a nice date to extend to. Isn't that ironic? And uh, so they filed on this and uh, you froze up again. Uh, We are going to be amending the case. Then the reason that we did it this way is they put all their cards on the table. They put everything on the table trying to convince the judge to dismiss this case. And now I'm going to completely write a brand new case, which is allowed under the amendment process, which will force them to start completely all over again, except now all their cards are on the table. Uh, Our cards aren't on the table. Their cards are on the table. Now, uh, I've been out talking to people about this now that we can, you know, I'm kind of debuting things and, um, you know, your audience as well. And people are like, well, that's kind of conniving, Mark. No, it's called being strategic. It's called being smart. Why? Battleground Oregon exists to teach conservatives how to treat our progressive friends the way they treat us, because it's not our nature to do so. So the, in other words, we're giving them a healthy dose of runaround in, in exchange for the information they end up giving us uh, through the process. So, but here's the problem. In their response, they are telling the judge that, um, this case needs to be dismissed because they haven't proven fraud. They just feel like their confidence is hurt and feelings um, uh, don't affect actions. That's what they're saying. There's no action-based facts related to their feelings. Now, I don't know about you, Billy, but I'm on this earth because my parents had some feelings going on. <laughs> I, I get now, you. we can have feelings. Well, yeah, sorry, but we can have feelings and not always act on them, right? And uh, so the, the comedy of it is, is um, uh, when we when we get ready to roll this out, the state saying, if you if you you have to rely on the facts, but then we deny you access to the very facts you need to prove that there's fraud. And if you are alleging fraud or you're talking about anomalies that harm confidence, uh, those are feelings and uh, we don't have to recognize feelings. So the. I mean, this is a, it's a weird catch 22. You see how this works? Your feelings aren't facts, but we won't give you access to the facts to uh, um, uh, substantiate your feelings. I mean, they've got it on both ends and, 
And we have to take it back. And we do that by taking the strategy of that the very system, the way it's set up, the way it's conducted, does not do what the government says it does. Shamia Fagan, Oregon, she just came out and said, we have the most secure election in history. And yet all these lawsuits are getting filed in counties all over Oregon <laughs> because of gross. Well, we, we, heard the, we heard the same thing in 2020. As, and yep. uh, we know we know damn well that it wasn't. And Anyway, Mark, I hate... No, to, and the, the beauty... Yeah. yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, we're running out of time, unfortunately. You know how these conversations all right. go on if you're not paying attention to the time. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and again, I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, before uh, we do uh, in the stream or if you're listening on the uh, audio, audio, uh, you can uh, expect a music set coming up. But uh, where can people go to uh, join donate or um just basically look up battleground oregon well they can go to uh battlegroundoregon.org and again it's battlegroundoregon.org there, there's plenty of information on the page obviously click to donate we need donations as well and if anybody has any anomalies anywhere regardless of what state you live in there's a declaration button you can click that out type in your story what you saw or what you experienced and email it right to me at mark uh, at uh, battlegroundoregon.org. And uh, you might end up in the amended lawsuit case. So please do that. All right. Mark, I really appreciate your time. Uh, and uh, while I see how you, how much your camera is freezing up, and we've endured the uh, weather and the difficulties, but we got <laughs> it. Hey, but, uh, you, got it. Hey. you know, like I keep fighting the good fight, you know, uh, because I, you know, my part of my goal is keep Idaho the beautiful gym that she is, and uh, we got to do the same thing. Amen. All right. So you take care. You bet. Well, God bless you, Billy. Thank you, man. You bet. And there you have the interview with Mark Thielman. It's good talking to him. Time to go to the first music set of the show. Coming up, we have from the ruins, India Morell. Karen Lovely, Viper Arms, and JB and the Moonshine Band. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? By Iron Man, it's called Rat Child.
jogging down the street listening to a shit man. No, that's one of those things you never see. There's a lot of things you never see. And you don't know you don't see them because you don't see them. You got to see something first to know you never saw it. Then you see it and say, hey, I never saw that. Too late, you just saw it. <laughs> I know things you never see. You never see a Rolls Royce with a bumper sticker that says, shit happens. <laughs> you never see a really big, tall, fat Chinese guy with red hair. You never see a wheelchair with a roll bar. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. And you never see a picture of Margaret Thatcher strapping on a dildo.
no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at hunterathletic.myshopify.com gear up and let's train 
What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray product. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number 2, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit, the shit, fuck shit. Shit, fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio songs you just heard you just heard jb and the moonshine band with i'm broke before that viper arms with sightseeing to hell before that karen lovely with it's too late before that india morell with i don't care 
and starting off the whole set, Wrathchild by uh, From the Ruins. Yeah, so From the Ruins, that's the song, Wrathchild, or From the Ruins is the artist, Wrathchild is the, <laughs> that's the song there. Got that backwards for just a moment. All right. So, like I said, haven't done this for a couple of years. It's time for an outlaw radio debate. Here we go. I hope you got your shitting pants on. Because you are about to shit your pants. It's time for the outlaw radio debate. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio, as I stated, I have not done this in a long time, but uh, it is uh, due. Yes, indeed. Joining me this time, my good brother in the Bearded Patriots, Philip D. Blackman. What's going on, brother? What's up, my man? <laughs> uh, Philip has no idea uh, what... Uh, I'm I'm about to get into, but uh, he'll be brought up to speed here very shortly. Before I get to any of that, uh, once again, I want to remind you to uh, go to the Outlaw Radio slash Bearded Patriot Affiliates. Um, you know, get uh, go to Caravan to Midnight. Uh, you know, uh, check out the products, especially the new Nucleo Boost. Then uh, also there's uh, My Patriot Supply, which I think is the most important one because you got Klaus Schwab saying that uh, you will own nothing and you'll be happy and you will eat bugs. So if there are only bugs to eat, make sure you have something to fall back on and stock up on some food with a shelf life of up to 25 years. And uh, We the People holsters inside the waistband, outside the waistband holsters, uh, some of the best for concealed carry. Uh, and our newest affiliate, of course, um, I keep saying the name wrong because I got used to something, but it's called Patriot Cigar Company. And uh, yeah, if you like cigars, this is the place to go. And of course, Tactical Brotherhood, hey, uh, some of the proceeds go to veterans, and I'm sure Philip appreciates that. Mm -hmm. And uh, also Red Pill University, uh, in, enroll and, and uh, get yourself informed and step out of the matrix. All links in the description of this video. So here I am, basically, when it comes to the Bearded Patriots channels, this is the third video I'm doing about a gentleman named Travis Hines. Now, just to bring some of you listeners up to speed a little bit, and of course, Philip, who has no idea who I'm talking about, Travis Hines is a, a very popular YouTuber who is basically homeless and lives in his car and roams the country at will. However, he, he has managed to get himself arrested several times um, because he uh, doesn't want to show his ID to the police and always wants to start an argument. But I'm finding out there's so much more so much more. So once again, um, Travis, when I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Philip, I didn't mean to insult you like that. No offense taken. <laughs> oh, well, you, you would if you, once you see this dude. Um, but uh, yeah, he was 
first arrested in my hometown of Horseshoe Bend, Idaho, sleeping in his car uh, right around the, the library parking lot. The library is right next to the school. Now, I understand vagrancy is not a crime. Just look at uh, our major cities and you're going to see vagrancy. Just look at San Francisco if you need any other example. Look at San Francisco. Look at Portland, Oregon, where they uh, don't, where you better watch where you step. Uh, either you'll step on a needle or you'll step in somebody's shit. Step in fecal matter, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but uh, now this man, of course, manages to uh, keep himself financially stable by suing um, different uh, different branches of law enforcement throughout oh. the country. He, he's yes. one of those uh, one of those First Amendment auditors. Is that what he calls himself? Yes, exactly. Oh, They're the worst. All right. Uh, let's. You know what? I played this video before, um, but I do not mind playing it again. It's. Uh, I'm not going to play the full six minutes, but uh, this is when he showed up in Horseshoe Bend. Like I said, vagrancy is not a crime. I mean, but it's it's uh, more ignored in the big bigger cities. But Horseshoe Bend, Idaho, population 830 people, and you're close to the school, you're going to arouse concerns. So let's uh, go ahead and once again uh, share my screen with you here. And uh, this was his arrest in Horseshoe Bend, Idaho. Yes, sir. Sheriff's sure, office, how are you today, bud? Uh, a little wet. A little wet? Yeah, it is a little wet, isn't it? Is there a video? Up outside, I guess. Uh, how can I help you? Oh, how you doing today, bud? Fine. You just traveling through, or? Well, just resting. Just resting. What's what's the problem? How long have you been here? Uh, I don't know. The library was open. Okay, no. How long have you been here? What do you mean? Do you have anything on you I need to worry about, by chance? Wait. You have any kind of weapons or anything? I'm just nope. here to talk to you, but you got out of the car, so. Yeah, I just it's raining, and I don't want to get wet inside. Okay. Do you mind if I pat you down for any kind of large objects or weapons? Well, if you have to. I, I just, for my safety. All right. Okay. Okay. So, how long have you been here, bud? So, since the library is open. Okay. What's... Were you here yesterday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was. Are you staying out here in your car? Well, no. No. Just... You've been here for two days, all right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right? What's What's the problem? Do you have any ID on you, bud? Oh, uh, sure. Do, do you have any ID I could see? Yeah. You see this ID right here? Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have any identification on you? Listen, this could go two well, ways. It could go really, really smooth with us well, parting our ways at the end of this conversation, or it can go bad, okay? Okay. Well, if you're going to, what, you, your name is McIntosh? My it's name, McIntosh. Okay. My name is Hines. Okay. Do you have any ID on you by chance? Well, I, I just told you my name. Okay. That's so you're ID. sitting in a car, and an officer is asking you for identification. Okay. This can go two ways, bud, and I'm going to tell you that right now. Well, I, I just identified myself, so I don't know what the problem is. I need to see some photo identification. Please. Well, then, can I see your photo identification? 2236, mm. I just identified myself. No, you did you, not, you, sir. You, you didn't really identify yourself yes, either. Yes, I did. I did too. I just told you my last name. Do you have any photo ID on you, sir? Well, ask you for your identification. I'll show you my photo ID if you show me your that's photo ID. That's not how ID. it goes, bud. Well, that's all I'm asking you to go. That's not how it goes, bud. You're sitting here in well, a car. 
Okay. What's the crime? You, the crime is you've been here for two days, and it looks like you're living in your car. So I'm here just to talk to you. If you haven't broken well, any laws, you know, I well, understand you're recording me, right? Well. Okay, so let me let me explain to you how my recordings go. If I end up on the internet, you end up right next to me. Does that make sense? So people can see your face, too. No problem. I, you know, Does that I have sound no, fair? I have no problem showing off my face. Okay. I just told you my name. I mean, no, I'm, you didn't. You told I, me your last name. Okay. Well, what's your first? What you want? Me, you want my first name? Need you here at the library, Horseshoe Man. You want my first name too, sir? I'm going to ask you one time. Would you like a, my, okay. uh, one time for your ID, please? Okay. I just told you my name. Okay. Do you have identification? Yes. One more time. Yeah. Do you have okay. identification? Can I see your identification, please? May I see yours? Affirmative, sir. Do yep. you have any ID on you? Yes, I do. Okay, can I see it, please? May I see yours? Okay, go ahead and put your hands behind your back. Okay. What a train wreck. Called obstructing and delaying, sir. No, I just said. No reason I, to just go down. I'm I advise you. I All right, so I will stop it right there. Um, Philip, first, I'm, I'm going to ask your take on the whole thing. <clears throat> All right, well. Here's the thing: when you're dealing with a police officer, um, I understand what these First Amendment guys are doing. You know, they they, um, you know, they're they're trying to they're trying to be combative. All they're taking they're they're violating my Fourth Amendment right, which is uh, right to privacy, right to self incrimination, yada yada yada. And, and look, I get it. But here's the thing: this is where the disconnect happens. So first off, he, he the fact that he was sitting in a vehicle, chances are the keys were uh, running. It. He you know by all accounts. Uh, you know, deductive reasoning says that he's operating this motor vehicle. Um, so a police officer has the right to ask you for identification to make sure, more specifically, a driver's license to make sure that you have a license to operate that motor vehicle. Now, the the whole going back and forth, well, let me see your ID first. Well, that's not how it works. He is, the way the Supreme Court has ruled this is if when you have a police officer and they're very easily identifiable, i.e. through uniform, badge, squad car, a reasonable person could look at that and say, yes, that is a police officer. Now, if, uh, if Travis had an issue, he could have just, you know what, let's go ahead and call nine one one or get some backup out here, uh, to prove that you are who you are. And then we can go from there. But he was, uh, by appearance, it looked like he was kind of uh, the officer. He was, he didn't have any patience for any of that. And, um, so the officer, I don't give him a, a very high score for the way he handled that. Cause he, he was pretty aggressive, pretty quick, trying to shut it down. I understand you're getting tired of people like this, but you are a public servant. You're going to have difficult people. So calm it down. You, you'd be surprised how much uh, cooperation you can get out of somebody that's being halfway decent. But uh, I mean, Travis, it, it seems like in this case here, um, you know, for him to step out of his vehicle at that point, a police, ha police officer has re reasonable suspicion. Um, now, obviously there is no crime that's being committed, but the, and the officer said there was a crime that was being committed, but he never said what the crime was. But when you're talking about identification purposes, when you are operating a motor vehicle and a police officer asks for your license to operate said motor vehicle, you have to provide it. No negotiations. If you fail to, to provide it, then that is failure to identify. Now, if he was just out walking around, wasn't messing with a vehicle or in his vehicle or anything like that, then he might have a case. But right now, as it stands with what you've shown me so far, um, the, the police officer was he was he, he got aggressive pretty quick, but also Travis Hines didn't help his case. Yeah, so that particular deputy I've actually known personally for a long time. But what I'm pissed off about is 
you know, he has such a following on the internet that it's, this is my hometown. I mean, what you see behind me is where this happened. You know, this, this happened and, and he, and he's really helped shine a negative light on my community. And, and therefore a few different people have showed up to protest on his behalf in, in my city. And that I don't appreciate, you know, it, it didn't, it really didn't go very far, but Here's another video because, uh, you know, that was Idaho. This is North Dakota. So I'm going to cue this video here. And uh, this one, you're going to think the cops are even worse. But there's more to the story on this one for sure. So once again, I'm going to share my screen. Yeah, this blind reaction video. This this is what this is, a blind reaction. So, um, man, I appreciate it. I, I like this. Hmm. Well, where do I where do I use some where do I plug in? Where? Where where do you have access? Where? I look. I can see it through the window. Yes, they're um all around the entire building. See, there's there's ones right there. Those little brown poles all around the entire building. You pull up your car and then you plug in. Is that? That's what they they're there for. Is for you know heating the. Those vehicles that have the heating elements. Oh. And stuff. Oh, I all right. And we also have um, outlets up front. You know, and, and the Wi-Fi works out there. Yeah. But uh, I want to make sure you understand the Wi-Fi is not unlimited. It doesn't go all the way over to the park. No, no, I would, go, I would. Just, excuse me, sir. I would just park over yeah. in the parking lot. Right. We gotta go. So yeah, this is all. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do you have your ID on you? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll exchange IDs with you. Two, so ten years. Can I have your ID, sir? Yeah. Give me your ID and I'll give you mine. This isn't actually an option, sir. I'm going to need you to give me your ID. I'm not. What are you talking about? An option? What's sir, the problem? Okay, I'm going to let you know. You cannot leave. You're lawfully detained. If you try, oh, I will place right. you into handcuffs. You okay. Understand? What's the problem? What's the crime? I need your ID. And you for to leave. okay, what yeah. is it? Do I give me stay here or do I leave? Give me your ID, or you're going into handcuffs. This is your last chance. Okay, I'll exchange okay. IDs with you. I don't know what let me put this in my pocket. All right. So the case in that one, the cops did seem uh, uh, quite a bit more aggressive. I will agree. Uh, what is not known is that, um, and it's, I'm, I'm not going to get the uh, police cam video, but you can see that very same incident on a police cam video. And even with the police cam video there, Travis is playing the victim. Uh, he got in an altercation with one of the librarians because he was going into areas of the library that were sealed off for renovation. But yet, so that's the backstory. Yeah, that's the backstory. So, so the backstory is he was in a public library um, where he's lawfully allowed to be. Yes. Um, but he was walking into some unauthorized areas. Is that is that correct so far? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, he, you know, he's got this imp impression that uh, you know he can walk past the the yellow tape, and mm -hmm. he was he was asked politely at first not to go in there, and he and he st and he started an argument with the librarians, so they you know they they called the police and the police arrived and did their job. I mean, yeah, I'd say rather aggressively on that note, but he did. Well, here's the thing that immediately jumped out. And, and again, look, let's be honest. I love my first responders. I, I dedicate a part of my show, every show. 
uh, to our first responders. So, you know, let's before you start, before anybody tries to start casting hate on Philip Blackman, let's let I love my police. I support them. I understand that it is a thankless job. There's a lot of uh, stress that goes into it. However, similar to what we were talking about in the, in the previous video, um, the fact that, that uh, Travis Hines was inside this building and a police officer demands uh, his ID. Now, the question is, uh, does, does this state have a failure to ID statute, meaning you know, because some states, if a police officer, I think Massachusetts uh, is, is one, if they ask for an ID, you have to present it regardless of what you're doing. Like in Texas, if you ask for my ID, I don't have to provide it if I'm not working, uh, if, if I'm not um, if I'm not operating a motor vehicle. But I have if I do give a name, I have to give my my, my correct name. Then otherwise it becomes failure to identify, you know, so just don't give a name at all. But this police officer, both of them walked in, and, you know, whatever the complaint was, we got someone that's doing the wrong thing. Okay, fine. But when the police come in, hey, you give me your ID or you go to jail, that is illegal. That is against the law. And these police officers are wrong in that one. I, I, I hate saying it out loud, but I, I always try to call it right down the middle. You know, call what's right. right. When the police showed up, it's like, hey, I need your ID. Well, I need to see your ID. Well, that's that's a moot point at that point. That that, that seems to be his milieu, right? That, that's, that's his go-to. Well, let me see yours. But in this case here, Travis, by all accounts, regardless of what he did, then the police can walk up and they can be like, hey, it's a public library. You got to go. Um, but when, the, when, when he's detained, even when you're detained, there has to be a crime. So the crime will call it uh, trespassing. OK, yeah. now at that point, when, once they detain him, but, but, but see, here's the deal. The police didn't give him an opportunity to leave. They said, no, you're not leaving. You got to give me your ID right now or you're going to jail. That is illegal. That is against the law. And if he files charges, if he files a, a suit against this department, chances are he's going to win because uh, the police, they jumped the gun on this. Yeah, I think uh, he, he that's the one uh, that uh, gets mentioned. But uh, his latest one where he was sentenced to 30 days in jail in a town in uh, Louisiana that I cannot begin to uh, uh, pronounce is kind of like uh, Nacogdoches, Mississippi, but uh, it's. I don't know. It's tough to pronounce. I. And it's, it's, it's Cajun. It's Cajun. We'll, we'll give you a pass. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so this is the latest one. And uh, somebody sent me an email that uh, I will provide um, once uh, we watch this clip here out of Louisiana. So oh. give me just a second. Once again, sharing my screen. And here we go. So, is this him right here? Just John or Travis? Travis, I hope you. Yeah. You got. Uh. Jeez. Yeah, we got a report that someone matching your description was kind of acting suspiciously. Suspicious. Yeah. All right. What was the exact like suspicious nature of the? What was the exact complaint? Because I mean, suspicious is pretty broad. Just that's what the report we got. That's and who called? I'm not sure. The librarians look like uh, I was watching you guys. So like, I think you're talking to maybe a librarian. Okay. <clears throat> uh, what's your name, boss? What What's that have to do with anything? I get your hand out of it. Oh, sorry. Just. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, so we got uh, Favors, 
F-A-V-O-R. 23. All right. And what's your name? Officer Davis, badge number 143. Davis? Okay. Yeah, I just uh, came in. I mean, to use a library and all that. So, I mean, is it unusual that people use a library? No. I mean, we got Miller, three cops. All right. Well, nice to meet you all. Sorry you got called on me. I mean, what was the exact uh, suspicion? I mean, I, I what I did is I came in, I walked around, looked around, and never been here before. Okay. And then I decided well, you have, on the spot. You, stop. you haven't answered my question. What is your what? name? Well, what's the crime? That's what we have to establish. We have a report of a suspicious person matching okay. you, All right. meaning that we have a reason to talk to you. All right. And, and right now you... I'm asking you what yeah, your yeah. name is. And if okay. you provide right. me with some sort of identification, yeah. that is resisting an officer. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It, how, how, so I'm going to ask you one more time. How are you going to go above my constitutional protections on this? Because there's no crime. So that's how they want to do this. Officer, oh, sure. is that uh, like right. sergeant or a, is there is there any sergeant? Sir, what is your name? Hold on, hold on. There's no crime. Okay. Got called by a suspicious person. All right. You're fitting that description with that. Yeah. That's me. We've been reported to. So you're fitting that description. You guys okay? never give me your recording, so, so I get my own. Well, it's a public record, so you can give it. No, I, every time so I've like asked I said, cops, I'm never give the police department. We got called by a suspicious person. You're matching that identity. Yeah, you're matching the clothes description. Green Where's sweater. Your name? There's no crime. Okay. Uh, you're okay. Under arrest. Okay. okay, let me set this down. All right, a little forceful there. Right. Well, you're not going to report Okay. Uh, well, before uh, you get to, before you we get to uh, what uh, you know what we just uh, watched here, I said I had an email uh, mm -hmm. given stuff about the whole incident and more details about Travis that are gonna that I find just completely shocking. So the email is was very lengthy, and I am not going to, I'm not going to sit here and read it. I did. I I'm going about the lazy way, and I I put it to a screen reader. All right. And uh, we're going to hear the whole thing. It's robotic, and some words don't sound right, but uh, yeah. Here we go. Thank you for the email address. I started to have problems with this guy and his followers a little over a year ago when he came to my hometown and tried to get arrested in our library. He was arrested, I began to search his past history, and I was dumb enough to think if I told his followers about it, they would see what a complete piece of trash he was. Well, I was wrong. They even went so far as to defend his arrest for child pornography, something I think is one of the most disgusting things someone can do. I am a Christian and try not to hate anyone, but I can't help it in this case, I hate this guy. His followers began trying to find out who I was, and they were sending death threats. I didn't care and thought about letting them know who I am but then my wife stepped in, she was very upset and explained to me that the death threats, and the threat of burning down our house was too much for her. She said I needed to understand that we have three grandchildren and what if they attacked them? What if they attacked her or if they burned the house down while we were all sleeping? I understood what she was saying and made a promise that I wouldn't be posting or arguing anymore with them so that she could feel safe, 
So when I see a great video like the one you did it is very hard for me not to post and tell what his past is but then I think about my family and the promise I made to my wife and I just can't do it anymore. No one is completely hidden on the internet. And it was just a matter of time before one of the mental cases found out who I am. I couldn't allow that for the safety of my family. Arguing with them wasn't going to change anything anyway so it was better for me to just stop. Travis came to our town a little over a year ago and just like always he had a plan. He went to our local library and was very ugly to the ladies, I'm friends with a couple of them, working there. He called them all kinds of names and was walking around trying to go into off-limit areas and acting very strange. He records everything but wouldn't show what led up to the moment he was arrested because of the way he was acting people would have known he was guilty. He had another guy come to our library and record things and then try to fake it as being the video of him before he was arrested but it was proven to be false and a staged video, so he gave up on that part. He had three large backpacks full of things and made comments to the ladies that made them think he had guns. Once he had them thinking he had guns he would walk around the library and slam books onto desks making a loud bang sound to scare them even more. Once he knew they had called the police, he went back to the area where he had set up five cameras in hopes of capturing them doing something he could sue them over. While the police were talking to him, they witnessed an adult porn site pop up on the screen of his computer which pushed the arrest to happen faster. He thought he could get an easy lawsuit here too, but he was mistaken, and his arrest led to him spending 26 days in jail and he was fined $2,500. He got out of jail on the 26th day of a 30-day sentence and still owes $400 or so dollars and four days in jail. During court he was caught with recorders three times even after the judge warned him in great detail that no recorders or cameras were allowed inside of court. He still kept trying to record the trial. He even went out and bought an ink pen camera and he had one of his buddies use this pen camera to record the last trial before he went to jail. The judge added a contempt of court charge, but nothing has been done because of his appeal. He is hoping the appeals court will overturn the judge's verdict so that he can then enter a lawsuit. He had one of his friends start a GoFundMe account for his claimed illegal arrest and it raised over $25,000 in a few months. He hired an attorney and filed an appeal six months ago, but it is still ongoing. He has sued two liberal police stations up north getting $60,000 from one and $45,000 from another. Travis Hines did join the Navy and served a few years, but he was dishonorably discharged. There was a video, since been removed, where another YouTuber talked with Travis Hines' father and sister. His father said that Travis was living in his home, and he did download the child pornography, and once he was arrested his father kicked him out of the home. His sister's exact words were that Travis was scum of the earth, she said he was lazy, sneaky, had no respect for anyone or anything, stole anything he could, and no one should trust him. I have no idea how Travis got it done but he agreed to a plea deal and served no jail time for this. Of course, he claims it was a false arrest and this is why he hates the police. After the plea deal he begged his father to allow him to come back to his house and his father gave in and said yes.
he could come back but there would be no computers and no internet, Travis decided not to move back, and this was the start of him being homeless. He travels all over the place now never staying very long because everywhere he goes, he gets into trouble with the law. He has a rather large following on the internet now and most are either mentally ill, drug addicts or homeless themselves. Thank you for allowing me to vent and keep up the great videos. So, the plot thickens, as I, I mentioned in the Chronicles video that uh, I did a, a few weeks ago, and, and people are like, oh, you're just, uh, when it came to the whole deal on child pornography, I, I, I'll admit, I didn't, uh, I didn't even look anything up, I just went with it, because, because I believed it from the start, uh, but this time, this time, uh, I'm going to share the screen one more time here. And before I enlarge it, I'm going to allow you to read the title of the video. So. So do you see the title of this video, Philip? <laughs> Did my child porn arrest lead me to being homeless? Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, by the no. way, he was kicked out of a. I'm not even going to play this video. I just, there, there you go. There, there's the proof. He admits to it. He admits to it that he's a, he's a creep. Let's, let's look at this. Okay. So for Louisiana, because look, all of his history, yeah, it shows a pattern of behavior, but we have to look at it like we do with George Floyd and any other uh, Trayvon Martin, any other big case where they have a criminal history you know, those things are separate. Yes, the criminal history shows that there is a pattern of behavior, but it has nothing to do with the current situation. So in Louisiana, what it seems like that, that Travis is doing is he's going around and he's intentionally making himself look suspicious so he can get the cops out there. And, and look, you don't have that many cameras set up unless you're trying to set the cops up. So back to what I was saying earlier, you know, there is no law in the United States that, re that requires citizens to carry ID. Now, an exception is made for drivers or, or people. If you're traveling by plane, you have to show an ID at that point. But you're never going to be legally required to give your personal information to the police unless they have reasonable suspicion of your involvement in a crime. So what I mean by that is Texas or uh, Louisiana Penal Code. Well, uh, no, I, I looked up the wrong one. Um, there is a Louisiana Penal Code. Um, Louisiana. All right. So as it stands right now, Louisiana is one of those states. They're one of, I think. 24 states, I believe, that have what they're called stop and ID laws. Now, these laws right here state that if a police suspect you, if they suspect you of committing a crime or you're in the process of committing a crime, or if they believe you have just committed a crime, they, they can arrest you for refusing to ID yourself. Louisiana's part of those rules, uh, Rhode Island, Illinois, Georgia, Montana, those are the rules. That is the law. Now, for in this case here, these cops showed up and they was like, well, hey, we need to see your ID. Well, the question becomes at that point when you interact with a police officer, if, if you are wanting to be that guy, what crime did I commit? Because they can't ask you what they can't ask you for your ID legally, especially in Louisiana. Now, Louisiana has a stop and ID law. But again, you have to they have to have reasonable belief through articulable facts that a crime has been committed. It's being committed or it was committed. 
In this case here, the police offered none. So being suspicious is that's that's objective. That is that's open. You anybody can be suspicious. Hell, uh, Billy, you and I can be suspicious sitting here. We look uh, suspicious, right? So if we give into that, if the police say, well, you look, we got to call someone matching your description. You look suspicious. What I need to see your ID. Well, officer, that is <clears throat> what you're asking me to do is violation of my Fourth Amendment right. Have I committed a crime? Well, no, we've been told you're, is that a, is suspicion being a crime? No. Okay. Well then I don't have by law. I don't have to show you my ID by law. And so for the police to, to, to put them bracelets on him because he's being difficult, the police are out of line on this one again. And, and I, and I think it's set up by default that way, because he knows that most of these cops are going to be like, look, I'm not going to fuck with you. I'm going to, you know, we're either going to do it or not. And that's what a lot of police officers do. Unfortunately, is they hope they, they, they base, um, they make their moves based off your ignorance. And so we got a lot of great law enforcement members out there, a lot of great cops. Um, and I believe there are more good than bad. And what this guy's doing, he's purposefully uh, setting these guys up. He's triggering emotion. Cops are human beings. They're, they have emotions like we do. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to take you to jail. And that emotion right there is why we don't need cops like that, because if they're acting outside the law, this young man, you know, regardless of what kind of piece of shit he is in that last video you showed me, that tells me that Travis Hines in that particular video and the one you showed before, Travis is at this point, he got arrested for nothing. Well, I mean, you and I can debate that. Well, let's debate. I mean, that's simply, you know, just I, I have been uh, every time I've been stopped by a police officer, whether I was walking down the street or whatever. Um, even when I witnessed a friend of mine getting arrested and I had nothing to do with it, I was asked for ID and I, I just showed my ID and I had, there were no problems. Well, that's your right to do so, but it's also your right to not show an ID. That's the thing. People don't realize you have a right to not show your ID. That is, that is a, that is a, that is protected by law that, you know, the only, the only laws that police all that police can enforce are the ones that are on the books. And by Louisiana, the failure of the ID law says that you have to have, they have to have reasonable suspicion that you committed a crime or are committing a crime, or you just committed a crime. Nothing of what I saw right there uh, would make me as a juror go, well, you know, the cops are right on this one. I mean, re you remember in, in a jury court, a, a, a reasonable person, the jury of your peers. So if I'm sitting on that jury, there's no way in hell that I'm, I'm voting in favor of the police because we're removing emotion, removing the um, removing the whole thought process about what kind of piece of shit this guy may or may not be. Um, that it has nothing to do with this case. In this case here, this the police were wrong. In the case before, the police were wrong. You cannot arrest someone because they don't show you their ID unless it meets certain criteria. And being suspicious is not a crime. That is, and, and, the, and that's kind of the whole reason why uh, Terry versus Ohio come in. And that's where, in the first video, the, the police officer like, hey, can I pat you down for my protection? He does, That police officer, he doesn't have to ask that. The, the Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Terry versus Ohio, I think it's 1973, I could be wrong, that police have a right to pat you down on the outside. Now, they can't, they can't imprint around your pocket. Well, what is this? No, they, they, they can only pat you down for, for weapons, and that's it. They can't. Go in your pockets. So if you're if a police officer is making the argument, hey, I want to pat you down. That's that's a that's one point. But this guy not showing his ID is not grounds for arrest. I, you know, unless he's committed a crime. And neither one of those videos a police officer showed or Actually, articulated where crime happened. 
Actually, I forgot what the phrase was, but it, uh, you know, because uh, Stephen James, former law enforcement, uh, he would definitely disagree with you when you're asked to produce ID. You have to produce it. And I would, otherwise, I, uh, otherwise hey, it's, it's obstruction. Set it up. Set that interview up. I would love to debate this guy on that because, look, I'm not a cop, but I, but I do know how to read. And, and that's the thing. This is not a motion. I, I, again, I love my police. I, I, I appreciate the, the, the selfless sacrifice they do. But we're not arguing a motion. He can say, well, it's obstruction. Well, my, my, maybe it's obstruction in his state. But state laws vary in different places. And if it's, a, if it's that case in his state, fine. But there's no way in hell that any police officer can say, well, that's obstruction of justice. Because, I mean, if, if, if Travis gave a, a bogus name, he get the in the first video he said Heinz, you know that that's that that's that's a that's a true statement. He don't have to give more. He didn't even have to give that to be honest with you. Set it up. I would love to debate anyone on this because that is not obstruction. I, I, I really disagree with you. I really well, do. then but, then why? So why? I, I mean the the, the, the law says uh -huh. the law. Well, what the law says so. You, you can't. It, it's not open to interpretation. They put they they put these laws in black and white, and they say. You are guilty of obstruction if this, this, and this criteria has to be met. If you don't meet that criteria, then it's not obstruction. So, you, you, yeah, sure, you can disagree, but yeah, but at the, at the same time, too, I mean, we're we're not seeing what what, what was happening before mm -hmm. all that, where he was, you know, taking books off the shelves and banging them on the desks, making and and all that suspicious activity. You know, I mean, it's one thing to look suspicious. Then it's another thing to act suspicious, which Travis was clearly doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. You're absolutely right. But here's the thing. Suspicion is not a crime. One. And two, the if you're if you're if you're referring to that, a police officer has to see that act at that point. They just can't take your word for it. You can't go to a cop and go, hey, officer so and so, I saw Philip Blackman steal a bag of nickels from an old lady. Why well, it's your word versus mine? Unless that police officer saw it happen, he can't do anything about it. Unless he does his investigation interviews and everything else. If this guy's going around the library and he's acting a horse's ass, you know, okay. So we, we, we could actually say that the, the law that he broke at that point is um, disturbing the peace, right? Because any behavior that disturbs the normal order of the, of the public is disturbing the peace. However, that police officer has to see that disturbing of the peace. You can't be like, well, he just said fuck out loud in the public place and it offended me. You can arrest him. That's not how the law works. I'm sorry. I would love to say the cops are right every time, but in the two videos that you show me, I'm sorry that the police, it, regardless of what happened, when we saw the camera come on on both of those instances, Travis Hines did nothing wrong. Now, is he a being a prick? Absolutely. Is he being an asshole? Absolutely. But is he guilty of a crime? Unfortunately, he's not. Being an asshole is not a crime. If that's the case, we'd have the prisons would definitely be overflowing. Well, actually, in, in North Dakota, okay. The North Dakota case, I can agree a little bit because they, they were uh, a bit overly aggressive. Um, so so give the case that, uh, you know, basically what their what was their first words was you need to leave. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, prior, and he, and he's gone. Prior, prior to that, he he kept on going into into areas of the library that were sealed off. He wasn't supposed to be there. And uh, the, and then he argued with the librarians over it. Well, when the cops say you need to leave, they, then you need to leave, and, and then it's over. Yeah, you got to go. And but 
well, why can't I go in there? What what was you know? Then then it's like you want to continue arguing with the cop and you refuse to leave. Then it's like okay, okay, yeah. um, you're under uh, under arrest, or I need to see your ID or whatever. I'm going to trespass you. How however it's going to work. So, but right, so so on that. Um... Sure, a police officer can have you removed. However, if that is a public library, that becomes public ground. He has a right to be there unless he is causing a nuisance. Which Travis was clearly doing. And that's what he was doing in, in well, Louisiana, too. Uh, but again, the, it, the police can't take their word for it. Now, if, if, if they're getting complaints that this guy is, is harassing uh, customers, he's harassing the help at a public library, then, then sure, the police at that point can be like, hey, you need to leave this building. But if it is a public building, if it is a city-owned property, then he has the right to be there just like everyone else. And there, there's another town. Yeah, uh, he got, he was, the cop didn't even ask him for ID. He just, uh, he just wa- went up to him and said, you need to leave my town. Travis put up a brief argument, but then uh, then left town. Ba- basically, kind of like a John Rambo situation there, as someone would say. But uh, that's all we see is the cops telling him that uh, he's that he's got to uh, he's got to leave. Mm-hmm. As he didn't ask him for ID. Said he said, "Get the hell out of my town." Which he and for a cop to do that, I mean, uh, you have to be doing something. You're, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, but but again, sometimes we have overzealous uh, police officers. They just. I'm not, and I am not. I am not going to say overzealous about uh, Deputy McIntosh. I've known him for a long time, and he's a damn good cop. He can be a he can be a great cop. Um, however, in this, I, I would uh, again, I would love to. I, I'm trying to find uh, the the North Dakota um, identification laws, like the 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 requirement to ID oh. uh, to a police officer. Or is, is well, as a matter of fact, I've got it right here. Um, well, North Dakota. Hey, well, there it is. North Dakota is also a stop and identify state. No, no, I was talking about uh, Officer McIntosh or Deputy McIntosh. That was that was in my hometown in Horseshoe Bend, Idaho. So that it, yeah, the the um, I and I think the North Dakota one uh, was was more serious on both ends there because the cops were a bit too aggressive, but at the same time, he he was. He was being a nuisance, and and the li- the librarians had to call the police on him. Well, see, in Idaho, there is no stop. That is not a stop and identify state, which means they don't have to show their ID unless there is a factual, articulable evidence that that police officer. He can't say I believe. He can't say I suspect. He says it has to be factual, articulable evidence to put it all together to say that hey, this guy has committed a crime, and this is why I'm taking him to jail because he won't show his ID. The officer never gave a, a single reason. There in Idaho, um, they didn't. The, the officers did not provide a single thing that he did wrong. Therefore, he didn't have to show his ID. Now, now they can detain him and they can investigate, but they cannot. They cannot arrest him for what he it, did. Actually, uh, the loitering is pretty much the crime there, because it's one thing about vagrancy. Like I said, in in a bigger city, it's going to get ignored. But in a yeah. in a smaller community, especially when you're right there by the schools, there there's it's going to raise suspicion, and and people are people are going to want to know what the hell is this guy doing. 
And they're doing an amazing job by investigating. But again, because they refuse, because he refuses to give his ID, that is not a way, that is not a reason to arrest him. I, 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 I know how this is coming off. I'm coming off like an anti cop guy, but we got to remove the emotion. We got to remove the history. We got to look at the interaction for itself and then bounce that interaction off of what the legal statutes of that uh, state or municipality says. And, and uh, he's been, he's been uh, popped, I think a, a couple of times in your neck of the woods too. Like I said, this guy goes everywhere. He was, he was in uh, South Carolina filming a few weeks ago. Oh, there's no doubt he's a dirtbag. I mean, by 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 seeing the way he's purposefully antagonizing these cops, he's a dirtbag. But uh, again, so far, I, I just haven't seen anything that's illegal out of out of what you've shown so far. <laughs> well, like like I said, you know, the I think the the loitering at the library, like like he was doing for two days straight. Mm-hmm. I you know. I'd, whether or not I, I, I need to go back and, uh, like I said, you know, there's, I'll, I can ask some, some of my people there, uh, what, what was happening, uh, that, tr- that, why the whole thing started in the first place. Yeah. The backstory would be amazing for this one. Um, but, uh, you know, the backstory in Louisiana, the backstory in North Dakota, I mean, he, he was up to some shit. He, he really was. And so therefore, there's a lot of people saying that he's 100% innocent. Well, again, based off the statutes, Louisiana and North Dakota are stop and identify states with the requirement, again, the criminality. Uh, at least you see the wrong at both ends and taking the neutral ground, which I can respect because, because I mean, even you say, you know, Travis Sines is, is a complete dirtbag. I'm sorry. He's a piece of shit who, who should have been, I I think he should, I'm sorry, when it comes to pedophiles, which I yep. say he is a fucking pedophile, he should have been shot for, you know, when you, when you want to mess with kids or get, yeah. or, or, or get off to kids that, yeah. that, you know, that, that, that right there. And he admits it. He admits that he was arrested for child pornography. However, you know, the, the old law, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Well, the case was dismissed. Well, then, then by all accounts, he is not a pedophile. I say he is because he admits to doing it. Well, uh, now the, the screenshot that you showed said that, you know, about did my arrest for child pornography. Um, he didn't say that I have child pornography. He said, did my arrest. So again, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. And everybody has their day in the court of law. And if that case was dismissed, then <laughs> legally, he is not a he, he's not a uh, he's not a pedophile. Uh, he's not a he's not a, uh, a a a sexual predator by law. Now, if he is or not, that's a different point. But you got to prove that, and if you can prove that, then he should be in jail. Well, he he hasn't all he hasn't touched any kids that I know of. Thank God for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, given given the fact too that uh, they even the librarian said you know they picked up traces of. Uh, pornography showing up on his computers because you know that obviously he's running off their wi-fi and they can they can track their history oh absolutely but again you got to have a warrant to do that here's the thing if you know you're right you're never going to beat the ride but you can beat the rap you know don't fight the cops you know i mean if if you want to play the game then then, hey play the game whatever game you're going to play but if you if you if you if you just i understand how some people are going to be mad when i say this but look if you 
even if you know you're right, and you know, like in this case, if you're documenting what's going on, if it's on video, and of course you have their body cam footage as well. Um, if you know you're right, take that shit to court and fight and fight it like your life depends on it. Don't take a plea deal because you're you're admitting fault without admitting fault. But it, it, you know, in the case of Travis Hines, um, there there is a, vin, a personal vendetta with me of what he did to my what he did to my town and and the the of shit course. he's brought into my community. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, the only, the only time I'm really, uh, ag uh, against the police procedure is what the way they handled it in North Dakota, mm -hmm. uh, by any means, but, uh, no, um, you know, like I said, every time I've been, I've talked to the police, I I've, I've been asked to produce ID and I I've done it and there were, there were no problems. This, this oh. guy likes to, likes to make a scene out of it. Well, he, he, he fancies himself as a first amendment auditor. That's kind of the big thing we're seeing in our country. These, these people that will take a gun and strap it across their chest and go stand on a street corner and record and wait for the police to come fuck with them. And then, oh, well, you're, you know, you know, it's my fourth amendment right. It's I'm a, I'm a constitutional auditor. And they try to, they try to paint these cops. I mean, these cops got better shit to do. They're not in, out there intentionally fucking with people, but you know, when they, when they show up, they have to respond and they have to respond with prejudice at least until they're safe. And then once they, once they know the situation, then they can deescalate. But in, in, uh, both of those videos that you showed, did he go to jail? Uh, I believe he did. Uh, I know he did 30 days in, uh, in Louisiana. Uh, he did go to Ada County jail in Idaho. Uh, I think uh, he was. I don't know if he went to jail in uh, North Dakota, but I I think he was trespassed off of the property. I would, you know, I'm going to actually do some reading on this. I want to try to find more information because I mean, the end result. I mean, if he served 30 days in jail, what what did he serve? Did they did they was he serving that 30 days for a different warrant or was it for that case there? It was for that case. And, and uh, what was the charge? Do you know? I I can't remember exactly. There's plenty. There's plenty of. Uh, I think I think it was for obstructing or something. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he recently had to go back to Louisiana to take to tie up his loose ends with the courts, and of course he's always trying to record, and he's not allowed to do that in the courthouse. Yeah, the, he's an agitator um, by, by all by all appearances. He is he's an agitator. He's an asshole, but that's not illegal. Uh, I, I am going to research. I want to find out what he went to jail for because, you know, the, the court documents will say exactly what he went to jail for. And then again, I, I very well, I could be very wrong because I'm not a cop. I'm not a lawyer. I am a, I am a, uh, I'm a student of the law. I mean, I've got a couple of degrees in, uh, in criminal justice, homeland security. So there's always more to the story, but just based off what I saw, man, there's gotta be more to it. If, if he, if he went in jail, if he got, if he served 30 days for that video, Man, there there's something that we're missing. Oh, most definitely. So anyway, uh, we are out of time. I'll go ahead and get uh, give yourself a moment to uh, plug the Philip D. Blackman show. Yeah, well, first off, uh, Billy, this has been a very this is probably one of our best conversations we've had. Uh, and I thank you for for bringing me on to to discuss this one, even though I was blind going in, but. Um, hey, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, all platforms, uh, wherever you get your podcast, my platforms, there's the Philip D. Blackman Show. Monday, mental health. Wednesday, we talk about the big news. And then Friday, we do a media roundup. It's a good time. So stop by and argue with me. I enjoy the argument. Uh, yes. 
All right. Well, uh, if you're listening on the on the uh, audio stream, we're going to a music break. Otherwise, I will catch you later. All right, Warrior. Take it easy. Hey, keep doing what you're doing, man. Absolutely. And there you have the Outlaw Radio debate with Philip D. Blackman. We're still friends, and uh, yes, every now and then uh, we're going to do that. Yes, indeed. All right, time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have Scarlet Riot, going to be followed by Charisma G, Kimberly Dunn, Butt Trumpet, and Kelly Rucker. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, Mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. used to jet the insurance man when they come down no motherfucker i don't have no money <laughs> well all we meant was if you just could give us 15 cents or something like that toward the policy look motherfucker i said i didn't have a quarter now get your ass away from right here <laughs> if you die you get 300 dollars <laughs> my father taught me many things here Taught me in this room. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer, closer. Lights out. <laughs> Yo, your boy lights out. That blackout in general, baby. 
about to body this right now. Let me talk to no gym. I'm in the dark, poppy. I'm Who give a fuck when the sun rise? Nowadays, loyalty is really hard to come by. Y'all see my eyes low? That means I'm dumb high. You can't walk in these shoes, even if they come in one size. You bum guys need to fix up your gear. You don't hear that trash, nigga? You need to fix up your ears. I body track, son. Like I'm inked up with tears. And I got clips. Not that shit to trim up your beards. And got little niggas weird. Fags in the closet. Me, I got swag. Throwing flags like I'm calling. A superstar poppy like I'm studying the cosmic. You could be broke, but you still gotta pay homage. They say it's knowledge. Me, I call it street smarts. They buying my style. You can see the teeth marks. I let the leaves spark to ease the pain. This shit is sacred. Like the shit that pulled out of Jesus' veins. I can't stop. Nope. I won't stop. Nope. As long as I'm here, you can never take my spot. If it's motherfuck me, then it's motherfuck you. I ain't got a lie to kick it. I'ma always keep it true. I can't stop. Nope. I won't stop. Nope. As long as I'm here, you can never take my spot. If it's motherfuck me, then it's motherfuck you. I ain't got a lie to kick it. I'ma always keep it true. Mama taught me how to hold my own Sweet tea, cherry pie With a shot of whiskey on a Friday night Ooh, you can make fun of where I'm from Ooh, but that's just bullets in my gun
Critical race theory, social justice indoctrination, and the sexualization of children have infiltrated our schools and libraries. Leftist organizations and causes are being funded with your tax dollars, and it's happening right here, right now, in Idaho. Our state is at risk of becoming another California. 
But one organization is working to fix that, save Idaho, and save America. The Idaho Freedom Foundation. For 13 years, the Idaho Freedom Foundation has been fighting for Idaho's future, our families, and our children. Exposing and defeating socialism and taking on the establishment. But now we need your help. Get involved. Learn more about the Idaho Freedom Foundation at IdahoFreedom.org. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be alright for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government, 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know the best way to deal with a disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug-out bunker with the amenities of home, visit TerraVivos.com, T-E-R-R-A-V-I-V-O-S.com. X-Point. X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one size fits all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We the People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We the People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We the People Holsters today. ConcealedCarry.com is your source for firearm education and instruction, an online store of apparel and firearm accessories, and a media outlet for the firearm industry. ConcealedCarry.com offers training, news, information, and products that help and empower American gun owners to be citizens who are prepared and willing to protect the innocent from the criminals, predators, and terrorists that would feed on our communities. Concealed Carry Inc., the organization behind ConcealedCarry.com, has a team of 
instructors that teach in-person and online firearm training classes across the United States of America. In today's society, everyone is safer and better prepared by obtaining as much education, training, and knowledge as possible. Firearm training is a lifelong pursuit. Get armed with the knowledge you need as a firearms owner. Visit ConcealedCarry.com today. That's ConcealedCarry.com. ConcealedCarry.com. Proudly endorsed by the Bearded Patriots. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio. The songs you just heard, you just heard Kelly Rucker with Elysium. Before that, Butt Trumpet with I Lost My Flannel in Seattle. Before that, Kimberly Dunn with Roots Run Deep. Before that, Charisma G with Won't Stop. And starting off the whole set, Scarlet Riot with Lost. And now it's time to turn it over to the icon, Stephen James, for the Steve solution. Here we go. I don't care who you're voting for, Democrat or Republican, you need to be able to prove who you are. Because what's to stop tons and tons of individuals for whatever party, for whatever office, of registering repeatedly and sending different people into polling stations or the same person into polling stations over and over and over again using different voter registration cards when they've obviously voted fraudulently several times over. This is the Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, the icon Stephen James, and welcome to the Steve Solution. Joined, as always, by my faithful lapdog, just kidding, the co-founder of AOW Productions, the man himself, the creator of Outlaw Radio, Bad Billy. Damn, what a hell of an introduction there. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, you know, was feeling generous. Uh, So there's a lot going on, but let's not forget... Uh, to let our listeners know about our affiliates, of course. If you're watching the video, follow the links in the description. Of course, there is Caravan to Midnight. There's the new Nucleo Boost nutritional supplement. Try it. It may not taste as great, but you will feel a lot better if you do so. There's also My Patriot Supply. Prepare yourself for the next unplanned emergency and stock up on some food with a shelf life of 25 years, especially when Klaus Schwab says you're going to eat bugs. He can fuck off. But there's also uh, my Mike Lindell and my pillow use the promo code outlaw, get up to 80% off of your order. And that's a lot, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my um, Patriot cigar company, Yes, uh, use the promo code OUTLAW and get a 15% discount when you purchase cigars. Good. And cigar. I'm still waiting for my box on them, by the way. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, there's, there's also the um, Tactical Brotherhood. Uh, pro- proceeds get donated to veterans, which is a good one. And uh, Red Pill University. 
Yes, uh, click on the link in the description and step out of the matrix. And so, I'll tell you about the, the my tactical best holster I've ever had in my life. Oh, you're talking about uh, the We the People holsters. Oh, We the People. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another one. All links in the description. Ah, shit going down. Ooh, classified, yeah. Classified what the documents. hell is going on with presidents and keeping classified documents? Already, somebody came up with a scenario that uh, sounds kind of sketchy to me. And uh, I, I sure the hell hope this doesn't happen. Is now Kevin McCarthy. Uh, it's rumored he may be targeting both Trump and Biden, prosecuting them for this. You know, obviously that that uh, knocks Trump out of the out of the limelight. That takes Biden out of the White House, uh, and and Kamala as well, because from what I understand, she's in on it too. Lo and behold, President McCarthy, uh, or President DeSantos. Uh, I I would I would much prefer President DeSantis, but uh, I'm sorry. God, when uh, that that whole thing for Speaker of the House was going on, and uh, there it's down between uh, uh, Hakeem Jeffries and uh, Kevin McCarthy, I'm like, oh fuck, this is the biggest lose lose situation I've ever fucking seen. You know, I was actually pulling for uh, Byron Donalds. I thought he'd be a good one, but no. It was the one who I kept on thinking is not going to win, gets the position. Isn't that the way it always works, though? But I will say this. I, we're already starting to see, you know, bills being proposed and movement in the House. So that ain't nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not satisfied with having Kevin McCarthy in. He he's a rhino piece of shit just because he's got an R by his name doesn't mean, doesn't mean jack shit to me. So, Look, it's when you look at Nancy Pelosi versus Kevin McCarthy, I'll take Kevin McCarthy. Oh, it's not my favorite choice. But let's face it also, when was the last time we saw a fist fight on the fucking house floor? I don't know, but Really, that sounds like uh, you're taking your, you have your choice between piss and shit when you, when it's between Pelosi and McCarthy. And exactly, and I will take piss every time over being shit on. <laughs> I'd rather be pissed on. Yeah. So it's, again, not nothing. It's not great. It's not even good, but it's better than the alternative. And I'll take that. Because that ain't nothing. So, you know, and then, of course, there are things about uh, the Miralago raid that I just can't fucking believe. Holy shit. You know, I mean, Trump admitted, hey, the documents are here. You want them, you can have them. Get them the fuck out of here, whatever. But uh, why did the FBI have to ransack Melania's underwear drawer? And I'm not bullshitting you. I wish I was. But from what I understand, they went through her you know, they went through her clothes, were sniffing her dresses and sniffing her underwear and all that. Well, and can you blame them? How hot is Melania? I, I guarantee as a former law enforcement officer who never bent or broke the law, I'd give a little sniff. 
Yeah, just saying. Uh, well, we know Melania doesn't uh, doesn't shop at Walmart, you know. And from what I understand, it was somewhere around fifty thousand dollars worth of her underwear were stolen from Miralog. And have since been posted, I'm sure, on eBay or will be as soon as they retire. <laughs> $50,000 worth of underwear. First off, who the hell has $50,000 worth of underwear? But uh, Jesus. Melania does. I mean, like I say, she's probably. I want to know how many pairs $50,000. That's is. what I'm wondering. Is, I mean, if, if it's $50,000 worth of underwear, how much? Because I don't think even Victoria's Secret goes that expensive. I, that, I, that's what I'm saying. Expensive. Look, if we're going high end, let's say each pair of these cost $1,000 a piece and she's got 50. Who the hell has 50 pairs of underwear? <laughs> I don't know. You know, rich people got quite a quite a wardrobe. You would need I, a walk-in closet just for your goddamn underwear. Oh fuck! Look at look at. Uh, and she probably does. To be fair, look, look at uh, Money Mayweather. He needed two closets just for his shoes. Yeah, but he's one of the shoe guys. Are like really weird about that. They have a whole thing. You know, there's documentaries on shoe guys. So I can almost. I don't get it, but I. Or, well, I understand it, but I don't get it. But, uh, you know, and then somebody else said the FBI needs to raid the White House for classified documents. Are you fucking serious, dude? Yeah, what? see, I don't get that because, first Why? off, it's, it's if there's classified documents in the White House, that's the place where they should be. So either the White House, the Capitol or the Pentagon. Those I mean, what are you going to do? You know, find classified documents in the residence in the White House? Uh, sorry, the president takes shit home. I hate to defend Biden in well, any way, a, shape, or form, but, you know, well, they take uh, shit back to the residence when they're done at the office to read. Well, Watch the West Wing. Let's see. Um, I think that's almost as equivalent as trying to raid the sewer for turds. Well, geez. no, it's more like it's more like trying to raid the sewer for residents, or uh, I'm sorry, for turds with raisins in it. <laughs> well, nonetheless, where where do turds belong in the fucking sewer? And exactly where do turds with you know raisins or in corn the, or whatever in the fucking sewer? So yeah. class, classified documents. If you want classified documents, yeah. The White House is is one of the ideal places they would definitely be. I mean, I get the argument. You know, they're only supposed to be in certain places in the building. And again, don't like to defend Joe Biden at all, but any president is going to take material when he's done in the Oval Office for the day and take them up to the residence to continue reading. I get that. I have no problem if you know there's classified documents in the president's private fucking study don't care they're still in the white house but when they're you know sitting in the garage next to the corvette i got a bit of a problem and i got a bit of a problem when they're at fucking miralago i don't have a problem with trump 
having taken them initially to Mar-a-Lago, nor do I have a problem t- with Biden taking them initially to his uh, home to read, but they needed to be returned. They're like library books. Exactly like library books. You yeah. can check them out, but you got to bring the shit back. Yes, yes. My my God. Uh, but, you know, and then I've, I've heard this before that, uh, you know, that uh, Carter took documents. Reagan took documents. Bush Sr. took documents. Clinton took documents. Bush Jr. took documents. And, of course, if they did it, we know Obama did that, too. Oh, well, we haven't gotten there yet. So that being said, you know, those documents, where are they now? They're one of two places or three places, actually. They're either at the Pentagon, they're at the National Archives, or they're in said president's pers- uh, uh, presidential library. So, and we haven't heard anything about you know, what these documents are about. Yes, they were classified. Does that mean, you know, state secrets involving, you know, secret invasion plans of China? Or does it mean that they were, you know, uh, IRS tax codes that just weren't ready to be released to the public yet? There is one thing about this whole situation with the classified documents that I really like is the fact that CNN is actually going after Biden. The left is basically done with, you know, saying we're defending him just because he's a, he's uh, a Democrat. Unless, so he, unless your name is Don Lemon. Look, Don Lemon's gotten to interview the guy a few times. He wants to get another interview. So I'm not, you know, no, no, Don Lemon, he said something else, and I, oh, my God. I, I wish I had, had the clip or something, but uh, he's he wants the, uh, a racism vaccine, and I wish I was joking. I honestly wish there was a racism vaccine so that, you know, the left could stop crying fucking racism. If there was a racism vaccine, I'd actually be one to fucking take that vaccine over, you know, the COVID one. That way, the left could stop bitching and fucking moaning and saying racism over every single goddamn thing. Yes. That would be a vaccine I would be, you know, willing to, you know, step forward and and support a mandate for. But there's not, and the left is going to continuously cry racism over everything. The only upside to that is when you cry rate, you know, 10 years ago, if you were called a racist, you were done. That was it. Your career, your professional life that's the way was it over. That's the way it is now, pretty much. Is No, it's really not, actually, because people are starting to realize when you're when you call somebody a racist, and have nothing to back it up with, then you're just, you know, crying. Uh, but th- uh, then again, you, you you do know that are people are looking at uh, Juicy Smollett and the shit he pulled. They they say he's innocent and what he his ordeal was real. 
I mean, how the fuck the Ku Klux Klan in the middle of Chicago? Come on. Well, there's always going to be, you know, that small percentage of people. But that's the nice thing is nobody believes them anymore. When you call somebody a racist now, it's like, you better give me some fucking proof. Like, uh, I, yeah, when it comes to Crazy Joe out in New York, what he said to me, I, I think, uh, yeah, I've got proof that that man is a racist. Considering right, what, he, he, what he said, said, he sat there, you know, called you a racist. Are you canceled? Oh, no, no, he didn't call me a racist. He called me an in lover over and over and over again, live on the air. So I think I've got the proof that he's racist, you know, but uh, that's the thing is people like you and me expose real racism when, when it's presented these idiots. It's like, you don't take the vaccine, you're a racist. You don't like Biden, you're a racist. You don't like Obama, you're a racist. If you don't like communism, you're a racist. You know, there's, you know, a great example. I, you know, I wasn't going to bring up a ton of Hollywood tonight. Um, I believe her name is uh, Regina King. I may be wrong on that. Uh, Mel Gibson, you know, won a Golden Globe the other night for Yellowstone. He couldn't make it due to you know, the weather situation in California. There's you know some flooding and all that. So she read a short little thing and she made a bunch of jokes about how he couldn't make it from Santa Barbara to L.A. in time for the awards. And made a bunch of jokes about that in her speech, accepting his award for him. Reverse that. If Kevin Costner was accepting an award on Regina King's, you know, behalf and said, hey, you know, she couldn't make it because she couldn't, you know, get here from her house in Malibu and all that. There would be, you know, thousands of angry tweets about how Kevin Costner's a racist and all this shit. Why doesn't it work both ways is my question. Oh no, and, I, and you know, and uh, the term "cracker," I learned what what that's all about too. It's not a saltine thing that they came up with. It's uh, it's it means whip cracker. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, don't explain any further because I'd like to continue my joke about. Uh, first off, we prefer to be called saltine Americans. Shit. Crackers, racist. Uh, but shit. no, if you, you know, flip the script on anything, you know, when Regina King, you know, says Kevin Costner can't be here because he can't drive here from Santa Barbara, it's funny. That being said, if Kevin Costner said Regina King can't be here because she's up in Santa Barbara and we're here in L.A., that would be racist as fuck. Well, imagine if uh, Chris Rock was white. And, well, then he would have insulted a proud black woman and her husband stood up and defended her. Well, yeah, I mean, he did what he did regardless of race. I understand that. And he, he would have done the same thing if Chris Rock was white. However, the general public would have said, okay, the only reason why he did that is because he's a racist. Well, Flip the script on that. 
say Will Smith was white. That would have been the oh. most insulting, racist thing you have ever seen. And how dare Chris Rock, you know, speak, you know, if Chris Rock was white, there would have been a whole different narrative and Will Smith would have won the Academy Award this year or last year, this year, next year, and the next five years over because he was insulted as a black man. Yeah. Oh, but uh, moving on because we are running out of time. <laughs> this conversation went to God knows how many different directions. I'm telling but, you. But, uh, you know, still, Biden takes uh, classified documents. Um, Trump does it. And, uh, they, you know, the left thinks they, oh, man, they've really got something. And that, and But uh, when Biden does it, what do you hear from them? Nothing but fucking crickets and that he did nothing wrong. Uh, I don't know about that, though. I mean, but at the same at the same time. If you if you go to Twitter and just check 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 the hashtag Biden best president ever, you're gonna find about half a million that were done today. That being said, there has been a special prosecutor appointed, uh, albeit a fairly weak one in my opinion. But you know, it is what it is. But if it was Trump while in office, it, he'd already. Impeachment hearings would already begin. Oh, I agree. But what I'm saying is, we are seeing CNN actually. Oh, that's not it, not MSNBC yet, but CNN is already, you know, being critical of Biden, which is something that just you know a year ago would not have been done. And that, that does remind me, there are massive changes in both CNN and Twitter, that's for sure. Uh, that's very true. Yeah, the new owners of, um, you know, I forget what the company name is called. It was AOL Time Warner. It might still be for all I know. They've, you know, implemented a lot of changes, and they have actually literally told CNN we're going back to what CNN started, which was we report the news. We have no party policy whatsoever. We report the fucking news. In an unbiased manner, mind you. Right. Unlike, and don't get me wrong, I like Fox News because, well, you know, I'm a Republican, so that's you know, where I tend to lean, they don't want CNN being partisan one way or the other. They would like CNN to go back to being what they started, which is simply news. You report the fucking news, unbiased. And it's going to take a while before they, you know, all get that and the Don Lemons and all that have to start actually telling facts instead of opinions. Yeah, well, at least hey, they they got rid of uh, what what's his name, Brian Selter or Stelter, whatever the hell his name is. 
Um, they got they got rid of uh, Andrew Homo or not Andrew uh, Chris Homo Cuomo. Well, they kind of had to do that even before they made the change because, oops, your brother's a fucking sexual predator. Ooh. And by the way, he he went to some like internet organization and did a daily show there, and they're already talking about canceling him there because he's just not good. The only reason he had his job was because his brother was literally the governor of New York. Oh, and uh, give, give the fact, too, that uh, he he resorted to uh, childish humors like, uh, you know, somebody said he, that, uh, and he did this on the air, I think they said they didn't care for his show and they didn't care for him. He goes, Bob, but you know who does? Your mom. Your mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... I'm like, so save, save that shit for high school. But uh, I mean, you know, you could use that line if you, you know, if you lay it down good. Like, you know, uh, you know, tell me, uh, you know, your wife doesn't uh, care for my humor. You know who does? Your mom. There you go. See, you do it right. <laughs> yeah you get a chuckle out of it but yeah. yeah it it just wasn't funny coming from him i guess i don't know I just, no he just didn't know how to articulate it because he's got no fucking talent that's why his new show on whatever network he's on is already getting canceled and one other they got to get rid of is uh anderson cooper and he, he he's i i don't know he's Retarded. But Billy, how do we, you know, put across our gay agenda if Anderson Cooper's not there? That's why they got Don Lemon. Oh, was Don Lemon gay? I didn't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know whether or not Anderson Pooper Scooper is uh, gay or not, and I really don't. Uh, no, he's very out and gay. <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised you didn't know that Don Lemon is because, you know, oh, he, I, I don't really pay attention a lot to CNN. The only time I click on a CNN article is when a celebrity dies. Yeah. By the way, rest in peace, Lisa Marie Presley. Damn. I was looking. I was looking. At uh, yeah. Not just Lisa Marie Presley, but uh, unfortunately, one of the greatest guitar players of all time, Jeff Beck. Yeah. And you know, Captain Robbie Knievel, my God, bad week to be a celebrity. Yeah, are we going back to God? Two, two years. I can't bear to think of when it comes to celebrities is two thousand nine and two thousand sixteen. Holy shit! Well, so far, twenty twenty three is shaping up to be another one of those years, and let's hope it doesn't continue with that trend. Because, damn. Anyway, we are out of time. Of course, uh, we, we should we should be back here next week, but I don't know what the uh, future is uh, going to bring. So anyway, uh, Stephen, people want to call. The number to call is 732. Yo, bitch, leave me a message. You might actually get played here on Outlaw Radio or the Steve Solutions. We'll see what happens. Just make your message interesting.
All right. Take it easy. Later, brother. And that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. On tap for next week, I should be speaking with Kevin Hammer out of Schenectady, New York. I hope I'm saying that right. It's kind of tough for me to say. Yes, I'm going to welcome him back to the show. Other guests are yet to be determined. Going to end the show off with Jay Ricochet with Like Hank New Whiskey. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. I knew a love like Hank knew whiskey Never realized how much it held me up I leaned on her more than I wanted to admit Thought if it ever got rough that I could just quit But you can't beat the bottle till you try to beat the pain that's driving you crazy and coursing through your veins. She walked out the front door and said, You're gonna miss me. I knew it was true, like Hank knew whiskey. Put on a smile. Like a flash of soup Covers up the weakness Oh, but it's wearing thin The man I used to be Is just heartache, skin and bones So trying to stand tall And face it all along But you can't beat the bottle Till you try to beat the pain Let's try veins She walked out the front door and said you're gonna miss me I knew it was true Like Hank knew whiskey I'm facing my demons now They keep me company And tell me things I could have changed Sometimes you gotta learn the hard way Or you'll never learn it all And I know I'm not the first to feel the rise and fall But you can't beat the bottle Till you try to beat the pain That's driving you crazy And coursing through your veins But she walked out the front door Said you're gonna miss me I knew it was true Like Hank knew whiskey Like Hank
drink new whiskey. Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than Fresh Baked Tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and Friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better. In the My Pillow store, get pillows and other products. In the My Patriot Supply store, prepare for the next unplanned emergency and buy buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. The Tactical Brotherhood is veteran-owned, and the gear and other products they sell are all American-made. A portion of your purchases go to support organizations for veterans. At ConcealedCarry.com, find news, get firearm instruction, and buy accessories and apparel. At Patriot Cigars, purchase premium cigars. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. We are proudly sponsored by One of a Kind Art 43, created by professional artist Tammy Blackman. Tammy offers free consultations and will customize your art piece to fit your needs. Each of her pieces are, as the name suggests, is one of a kind because each are personalized pieces and once she is done, there will never be another. If you are interested, go visit Tammy on her social media pages, Facebook and TikTok by searching One of a Kind Art 43, where Tammy broadcasts her work and she's making custom tumblers or canvas art for another satisfied customer. You can always reach out to Tammy through her email at oneofakindart43 at gmail.com or call 409-234-5156. Although the prices vary, the quality is unmatched. Again, her social media pages are one of a kind with underscores between each word, followed by the word art and the number 43. Thank you again, Tammy, for another presence on this show. Pancakes. Hot, fluffy, delicious pancakes smothered in butter and warm maple syrup. Growing up in foster care, Terrence Williams always dreamed about big family gatherings around the breakfast table with Grandma in the kitchen, cooking up a big family breakfast. As a kid, he could almost smell that intoxicating aroma of those delicious hot and fluffy pancakes. As an adult, he has cultivated his love for cooking and his passion for food into his line of Cousin T's pancake mixes. I'm talking gourmet pancakes here. Go to CousinTees.com. Browse all the pancake choices, including buttermilk, apple cinnamon, blueberry, and various limited edition pancake mixes. Show the world how much you love Cousin T's pancakes with Cousin T's apparel and drinkware. Go to CousinTees.com. C-O-U-S-I-N-T-S.com. Cousin T's, y'all, the best pancakes you have ever had. You can't count for these pancakes. Get yours today. 
Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions.